You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Welcome to the next edition of the 49ers Roster Countdown. And you can see the smile on my face, baby. I'm so excited about this one. Um, we have number 57 out of 90, Dante, number 27, Johnson. This episode, buckle up, baby, uh, because we're, we're going to be spending some time here. It's incredible. You know, you start doing the research on this, and shout out to Josh and Anthony for, you know, all the work that they put in in this series. They're incredible. But holy freaking cow, this is, it's incredible what he has been able to accomplish with his career, and hats off to him. It, it, this is respect, okay? Um, now, I understand in the past, I, I've not had issues. I've never had issues with this player. I think he's incredible. I think the 49ers put him in a lot of really bad positions. I, I don't think later in his career he was an outside corner, despite being forced to stay out there without safety help over the top. And, man, he, he's got some bad tape. Uh, and I don't think it's all his fault. And so whenever we do our breakdowns, I, I, I got mad. I got tired of saying bad things about his play just because I felt bad. It wasn't his fault. So that's why I started calling him number 27 and kind of stuck. I love this dude. I hope Dante Johnson is a coach for a long time in the NFL, but he's still playing and we have to be respectful of that. And he, it's incredible what he put through. So he is Jersey number 27. Of course, um, six foot two, 200. He's 30 years old entering his ninth nine seasons, baby. In the NFL, and gosh, man, I freaking love it. Uh, I love the fact that he got you know his vetted status. He's going to get retirement. He's going to be taken care of. Um, I freaking love it. I love stories like this, and I hope that the 49ers will put him in position where he can be successful on the team. And I think that shift has started to take place a little bit with the move to slot corner, now safety, back and forth at those two. It never needs to play outside ever again. Special teams. Yeah, some, <laughs> but anyway, here we go. High school, he's a New Jersey guy. Um, South Plainfield High School, then transferred to Pennington Prep. 
And that's kind of where he was growing up. Chose to go to North Carolina State, uh, which is interesting. Sports management and business admin major, which I freaking love. Now, if you go back to his high school days, played AAU basketball. Um, he was a New Jersey all-prep first-team senior. He had 100 tackles, six interceptions, and three forced fumbles. And probably one of my favorite little nuggets about him, he got invited to play at the Senior Bowl. Guess who his roommate was for the Senior Bowl? Jimmy Ward. They were destined to be on this team for such a long time. Now, Dante Johnson did get drafted. He was the 16th cornerback taken in the 2014 draft by the 49ers. Um, Jimmy Ward was one of the first people to call and congratulate him on being drafted, which I love as well. And again, you know, I, I kind of detailed earlier. We'll, we'll go through a little bit more of his career. He just got put in a lot of tough spots. Um a quote from Dante Johnson, quote, we all have a dream and what you decide to do to get there is your choice. Make the best of it, end quote. He's still living his dream, baby. Uh, <laughs> and I freaking, I love it, man. This is, it's turned into kind of, uh, you know, hell yeah, let's go, baby. The barnacle, number 27, all those things, right? And he's earned it. Let's talk a little bit about his athletic profile. Now, he's 30 years old now, so it's a little different. He ran a 44540. Three cone six eight two great vertical three thirty eight and a half great. You can see why he was a fourth round pick, pick number one twenty nine overall in twenty fourteen by the forty niners. And man, he has played. He played a lot. <laughs> Listen, I mean the game totals twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen. He basically missed one game. And so 16 games 2014, 16 games 2015, 15 games 2016, 16 games 2017. Then the NFL journeyman took place. And we're, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I, I, I debated back and forth if I wanted to go through all of his transactions. And, you know, I, I, I took pictures of all these. And I say pictures because it wouldn't fit one picture. It took four pictures to detail every transaction he's had in the NFL. So we're going to go. We're doing this, baby. We don't have a choice. It's incredible. It is incredible what this guy has done. All right. We're going to go year by year. And the first couple years go quick, and then it gets, all right, here we go. 2014. So all these transactions, 2014, pretty chill. Drafted by the 49ers in May, right? Uh, number 129 overall. Signed his contract May 15th. Um, and then... That was it for 2014, 15, 16, 17. Played out his rookie deal. Then it gets fun. All right, here we go. 2018, April, signed a one-year deal with the Seahawks. September, gets released by the Seahawks. October, signs a contract with Buffalo. October 30th, waived by Buffalo. November 27th, signed with Arizona. December, waived by Arizona. So that's, that's the... Um, 2018 let's get to 2019 february signed one year deal with kansas city may released by kansas city may 29th signed with 49ers okay august 30th released by 49ers september 11th signed with chargers september 28th released by chargers october 5th signed with 49ers november 11th released a uh, waived by 49ers december 11th signed with 49ers that's 2019 all right let's go 2020 this is fun i'm enjoying this 2020 April, signed one-year deal with 49ers. September 5th, released by 49ers. September 6th, signed to the practice squad. September 12th, 
Active roster, 49ers. September 14th, <laughs> practice squad by 49ers. September 16th, active roster by 49ers. March 19th, signed a one-year... Oh, sorry, that's the end of 2020. Let's go 2021. March. One-year deal, 49ers. August, released by 49ers. September 1st, signed with 49ers. September 6th, released by 49ers. September 8th, practice squad of 49ers. September 11th, signed to the active roster by the 49ers. September 14th, signed to the uh, active roster by the 49ers. And then we got May, March 2022, the last one we have, signed a one-year $1.27 million deal with the 49ers. Freaking awesome, man. Um, dude is the NFL journeyman and just ah, incredible. Uh, he's played in 28. He's played in 103 games, started 28. And if you look at his career earnings, and again, I, I'm not being facetious. I freaking love this. He's made $6.2 million in his NFL career. And if he plays in every game this year, which is a stretch, that'd be $7.5 million. It's incredible what he's been able to do and secure, you know, a future for him and his family. It's incredible. It's awesome. Now you look at his career stats: um, 184 tackles, one sacks, 26 pass breakups, two interceptions, two touchdowns, one fumble, a forced fumble, two fumbles recovered. And if you look at what the 49ers are doing for him this year, you go to minicamp and OTAs. He's lined up as the third team safety, which is where I think he should play. I would not put him anywhere else on the field besides special teams and safety. I think you could play him in slot if you're playing against a team that doesn't have a vertical threat. He cannot guard the deep ball in the slot. I mean, given you know we, the the time that we saw him do that last was against the Rams and Cooper Cup cooked him. But whenever Jimmy Ward went down there, same thing happened. Like, I mean, it, I get it. But you can't put him as a nickel corner against a team with Tyler Lockett lining up in the slot or Rondell Moore or Cooper Cup. So you can't play him in the slot against any team in the NFC West. You just cannot do that. If you do that, again, why I started calling him 27. Not fair to him. He cannot do that, okay? Not at 30 years old. Keep him at the safety position, his awareness, he under, he's played everywhere. That's a way he can be successful. Special team, safety only. Now, what <laughs> what's going to happen to him this year? The 49ers are keeping him no matter what. Will he make the 53-man roster? I don't think so. I just read how many times he wasn't on there last year. But there's 0% chance anybody's going to take him. You know, Robert Sala had so many chances last year to take him. He chose not to. So I, I, I don't think he's not going to make the 53-man roster. He's going to make the practice squad. You get 10 vets, and he'll be called up. He'll get snaps. There's no doubt about it during the season. When that's going to be, we'll have to wait and see. But it should be as a safety, special teamers, emergency nickel guy, zero snaps outside. That is ridiculous if he gets one snap out there. Not his fault, team's fault. And let's just say hypothetically – he doesn't get called up, and this is the end of his journey, which would be sad. He should be a coach. Bring him onto the freaking staff. Um, I want him to be – you can't say he's a lifelong 49er whenever he's played for Seattle, the Chiefs, Arizona, Chargers, uh, Buffalo. He's not a lifelong 49er, but, like, I want him here to stay. Um, he's just incredible. You can't find anybody to say anything bad about him in the locker room. Great dude. And to have that type of career. Um, again, he came in with Jimmy Ward impressive impressive what he's done so shout out to dante johnson the barnacle number 27 may continue um 
I want him to get paid, man. Pay this man. Give him all the money that he could possibly get because he freaking earned it. He deserves it. So um, we're just going to keep going. That was number 57. He will get some snaps this year for the 49ers. I guarantee it. Uh, but we'll have to see. We're just going to keep counting them down. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we're at 56, and we've got another promising rookie that's going to be stashed a little bit. Again, 53, make the roster. I do think Nick Sakil will make the roster, but we have him at number 56, and we're going to get into why a little bit later in this show. But let's get to know him. Um, he's going to be wearing jersey number 63, offensive lineman 6'5", 316, perfect height and build for a zone-style offensive lineman for the 49ers. Now, he's already 23 years old, um, entering his rookie season. Um, you know, he <laughs> played at Fordham. You don't say that a lot about NFL players, the Fordham Rams. And he grew up in Ohio, South Cleveland. He played for the Brexville Broadway Heights High School. Uh, that's a that's a mouthful in Ohio. Uh, the Brexville Bees, one of the cool again, another shout out to the mascot. I love original mascots. Um, and he was awesome from the get go. You know, he came in two way player uh, at Brexville, graduated. You know, he led her in football um, and was an all suburban league. He was a Cleveland all star led team to a school record 425 points in 2016. And this is something that will continue his entire career. Every single team he played for basically led the league in points scored, whether that was high school, all four years starting in college, just everywhere he goes, teams put up great numbers. Now, back to high school, he also had 270 total tackles for his high school career, served as team captain, National Honor Society, and this is one of those guys, you know, we, we joke around and talk about intelligence at every you know and how important that is to the 49ers this guy might be the smartest guy on the roster i'm just going to be honest with you already um he's already finished his undergrad and uh master's degree his undergrad was in finance his master's degree was in business analytics and if you haven't yet just google nick Sakil um talking baseball 
This dude wants basically he's like a human computer with baseball and Barry Bonds and like all these different things. He could tell you whatever. It's it's incredible. Now when he got to Fordham, it didn't take long. He started as a true uh, freshman, starting eight games, seven of them at right tackle, one at left tackle, um, and was great. Sophomore year, uh, started all eleven games and was second team All Patriot. He was going to be an All Patriot member of the, the Patriot League. Three consecutive years in a row. Uh, junior year, again, Phil Still team for an All-Patriot League pick. First team All-Patriot, Academic All-District, Academic All-Patriot League. Um, also won the Lansing Trophy as a junior, which is the award for the top linemen for the Fordham Rams. He won it again in 2020. Uh, the kid just kind of, he has excelled since day one wherever he went. And if you know anything about Fordham, not the easiest to get into. So what he was able to accomplish, it just says a lot. And, you know, you look at, you know, all of the games he's played, 27 starts at left tackle, 7 starts at right tackle, and the 49ers got him playing guard. Uh, <laughs> now let's dive into his athletic profile and what I wrote up on him uh, on all my draft work. So 40-yard dash, he ran a 5-1-3, not great. Three cones, 7.75, not great. Vertical 28.5, pretty good. Reps at the bench press of 225 pounds, 27, pretty good. So he was drafted in the sixth round, pick number 187 um, at the top of the list. And here's here's the thing. Doesn't have long arms. He has the build of an offensive tackle in a zone scheme only, but they want him to play inside. Now, he's already going to be 23 years old at the start of the season, four-year starter. But here's what I took away from his film. Size and traits guy plays very mean. Um, and Fordham, you don't get the level of competition that you'd like, but they did play against Nebraska this year, and he was the best player on the field. Um, playing with a lot of other draft players on that Nebraska defense, um, he was the best player on the field. It, 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 he showed out. So good and bad about his game tape. Amazing for the first probably two to three counts of the play. The longer the play takes the worse his film gets. So that's one of the things that he has to kind of figure out. A lot of that has to do with he plays too high, um, does not have good knee bend, so it's kind of out of control a lot of times, and he plays with a very strong upper body. He throws people to the ground consistently. Very mean, bully mentality, which I like a lot. And whenever he went to the Senior Bowl, they moved him inside for the first time in his life. Never played guard First day was atrocious. Second day was bad. Third day was average. You know, and as it kept, he just got better every day. You know, and it, there was definitely no issues with level of competition. That showed early. He belonged. He's just got a learning curve. And that's why we have him at number 56 outside of our 53. Even though he is going to make the roster for the 49ers, I'm not quite sure he's going to have the biggest impact in 2022 which is the whole reason for this you know, entire breakdown and all these things. Now, Adam Peters um, came out and said he has the intelligence and athleticism to play center for us. Haven't seen that yet. Throughout minicamp and OTAs, they had him almost exclusively at left guard with the second teamers. Um, and that's why I have him ranked ahead of Spencer Burford because Spencer Burford was the right guard and Nick Zekiel was the left guard. I think the left guard might have a bigger chance of playing because Aaron Banks is not as solid. He's the starting left guard right now. 
Um, Daniel Brunskill starting right guard right now, plus Jalen Moore's getting snaps at right guard as well. So there's just way more competition at the right guard spot than there is at the left guard spot. Now, it doesn't mean they can't move somebody over, but statistically or, you know, historically speaking, Shanahan likes somebody to practice one given spot, even on the offensive line, and that's where they go, especially early in their career. He doesn't like moving them around. Sometimes it happens. Now, play style. You know, my play style comp, uh, player comp for him is Max Sharping. Um, my athletic profile for him is Billy Turner. So you can kind of get a picture, two longtime NFL guys, of what he is. Mean, you know, good body, but needs some refinement. Definitely what he needs. And again, remember, left guard, that's what he was almost exclusively with the second teamers. So is he making the 53-man roster? Yes. You don't waste... You know, that six-round pick, he's going to get the chance to make the roster. But it's not as easy. He's going to have to pass guys like Colton McKivitz. Uh, like, that's probably the number one uh, issue with both Nick Zekiel and Spencer Burford is Colton McKivitz. If they can't surpass him, that could be an issue. So I'd say 90% chance he makes the 53-man roster. But even if he doesn't, he's going to be on the practice squad, someone that they really, really like a lot. Can he fight for a starting job? No, he's going to need probably one to two injuries. But again, Aaron Banks, man. I mean, is he the 10-year starter at left guard? If that's the case, I think eventually Nick Zekiel gets some center snaps. I, I like him more than Spencer Burford. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I like Spencer Burford. I liked his tape more. And I like him at center more, but he hasn't got snaps there yet. I don't think they're wanting to overwhelm him. Another one of those redshirt rookies that the 49ers are just, you know, so stuck on. So you let him learn left guard, let him learn the scheme, let him figure everything out. Once he gets comfortable, then you can get him some work at center. But you don't want this guy taking center snaps this year in 2020, especially early, with Trey Lance back there, with, you know, a new Aaron Banks, new starter at left guard. You just don't want that. So even if that's his long-term position, which the 49ers – makes sense for him to be there eventually it's slow it's stay the course it's learn don't overwhelm there's a it, it's a it's a giant jump to go from guard to center and this is guy somebody that's still making a transition from left tackle to left guard so it's going to take some time he's smart as hell he can figure it out but once he gets his athletic you know knee bend balance sustaining blocks gets that under his belt learns the playbook that's when I think he could start getting some center snaps. But until then, let him learn. This is, you know, fish camp and all those things and figure out this new position. And if he can handle more, you give him more. Um, but I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. Makes a kill. He's, he's just so mean. He's a trend, like tone setter guy that's just fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And here we are, getting close to the midway point. We're at number 55. We've got Jeff Wilson Jr. running back, entering his fifth season, and has had quite the 
Kyle Shanahan running back career. Undrafted free agent, uh, Shanahan kind of fell in love with him, kept him around, and now he is the veteran, the longest standing running back in this running back room, um, and he's getting a lot more attention from the coaching staff. You know, they put him up in the press conference, you know, one of the key speakers for all of the uh, OTAs and mini camps. And man, he's entertaining. Great kid, Texas kid. Uh, let's dive into that. Now he's wearing Jersey number 22. He's changed Jersey numbers a few times. I think it was 30 for a while. Um, finally got 22. He's a bigger back. Six foot, 213 pounds. Does not fit the traditional Kyle Shanahan running back slasher speed guy. That's not what he is. This dude is tough and has been used almost as a lead blocker slash fullback um, towards the end of the 2020 season. So he's 26 years old, as I said, entering into his fifth season. Now, he, he's a Texas boy. He's a Texas boy. Um, grew up Elkhart High School, just outside of Palestine. Um, which, if you're not familiar with that, it's it's basically southeast of Dallas. Um, Palestine's very famous because that's where Adrian Peterson played. And, you know, Jeff Wilson and his dad, they Elkhart's just literally like 10 miles down the road. So he grew up going to the games with his dad to watch Adrian Peterson play. And I think that that had an impact on his style and all those things. The fighting Elks of Elkhart. Um, now, he was a kinesiology major. It didn't land, you know, big recruiting status. He was a two-star recruit. And he ended up going to North Texas, okay? Um, now, before we jump into that, let's do a little bit more background information. His dad... Um, What's it called? His dad was a big-time football player as well and played running back, same position, at the University of Texas Arlington, UTA. Um, and so his dad, very impactful role in his um, entire upbringing. His father sings gospel and taught uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. how to play the drums since he was age two. So very active in the church, things like that. And again, uh, talked about how his dad would take him to go see Adrian Peterson and all those things and kind of has tried to emulate his play style. The play style fits. Uh, very physical, strong, muscled up back. That's kind of who he is. He was an AP class 2A. Again, so 2A, uh, The if you're not familiar with the classifications for high school it's a smaller school it's a small town country type atmosphere um but he was first team all state he had 2700 rush yards and 36 touchdowns he's been a touchdown magnet his entire career got all state um two years in a row at high school for a combined 5000 yards 60 touchdowns was part of the leadership council um as a senior in college as well and it's time in north texas got to give a shout out to uh uh, one of my boys, Bowdry, man, one of my former players that I coached was his roommate for a short time at uh, University of North Texas. And when he was at North Texas, he just kept doing the same thing, touchdowns. Uh, third all-time, 32 career touchdowns in college, fourth all-time in yards at UNT, 3,200 yards. And he is the oldest person in the room of running backs, which is saying a lot because he's only 26. It just kind of shows you how young the running back rooms are in the NFL, where 26 years old is the oldest out of six running backs. I think there's seven if you include all the undrafted free agents. Now, one-cut type runner, um, just a touchdown machine. That's kind of who he's been, um, but was phased out into the last year and basically used as a glorified running back. We'll get into that. One of the downsides of his career is fumbles. He does have six fumbles lost, which does hurt. Let's let's be really, really honest. That's, that's not a positive 
40-yard dash, he ran a 4.57. So, again, not that speed burner guy. Three-cone, 7.2. Not a shifty, you know, slasher. That's not really what he is. Stick his foot in the ground. Tough yards. Chain mover. First downs, touchdowns. That's what he is. But has provided some extra, especially early in his career, some extra value in the passing game. Um, 35-inch vertical, which is really, really good. And, man, he's had a couple of big gigantic games in 2020 he was the fedex ground player of the week uh that was against the patriots he had 17 carries for 112 yards and three touchdowns and that you know probably not even his best game you go to 2021 just literally when everybody was hurt against the falcons he had 21 carries for 110 yards two touchdowns now, I do believe the best moment of his career, you got to go back to that 2019 Super Bowl run. We were losing, the 49ers were losing against the Cardinals, and he got one play. He got one play in the game, and it was a walk-off touchdown reception um, against the Cardinals in 2019. He ran the Texas route where basically he lines up next to Jimmy Garoppolo, goes out, and then cuts back in, it's, it's, and it was against Chandler Jones. Walk-off touchdown, basically it, one of the best plays of the entire season. Imagine going in on your very first play of the game and get a walk-off touchdown, uh, which, which is really saying a lot. Now, He's been on and off with the 49ers. Let's just be very, very real. Um, signed in you know, 2018, waived. Signed to the practice squad in September, then brought up to the active roster, then waived. Signed to the practice squad, active roster, then brought back on a one-year deal and has been with the 49ers since. He's appeared in 37 games, nine starts. So he's a break glass in case of emergency running back, which is interesting because he took all of the first team reps in camp. You know, Elijah Mitchell, um, you know, recovering from a couple minor uh, surgeries and issues that he was doing. I don't want to say minor surgeries. All surgeries are major. But um, nothing that's supposed to keep him out long. Just cleaned up procedures. So with him out, he was getting first team reps. You know, ahead of Hasty, ahead of Trey Sermon, ahead of TDP, ahead of um, Mason, everybody. He got the first team reps. And the fact that, again... It, this coaching staff likes to send messages with who they send to the mic, and he, he's he been the guy they're calling on, leader in that room, that position group, which is interesting. Um, now, if we look back at the end of the 2021 season, he got zero carries in the last four games, and that was you know week 17, week 18 against the Rams, and you got the two playoff games, and he was a scratch for the NFC Championship. So... How do you wrestle with all the first team reps in camp to a healthy scratch um, in the NFC Championship? Now, if he did have any uh, ailments or something that was not made public, I apologize. I don't want to put that out there. The information that has come out um, was no injury designation. So, man, what does that mean? Um, now, I will say this. During those teams, uh, those last four games, or five if you include the game he didn't even get a suit up in, he didn't get any carries, but he was still being used. He got 21 snaps spread out through those games as basically a glorified fullback, blocking back, pass protector, um, and also got 52 snaps in special teams throughout the year. So he can be used. They trust him if for nothing else than just blocking, and he's got the body for it. So what do we expect in 2022? Well, 
I think he's going to be the running back three or four. And I think either he or Hasty will not make this roster. I think those are the two guys that are competing for that last roster spot in the running back room. Elijah Mitchell, 100% safe. TDP, you know, third round pick, he's safe. Trey Sermon, I believe, is safe. And then I, I think you've got, you know, Hasty, Mason, or Jeff Wilson going to be that last guy that makes it. Now, I mean, do you cut Jeff Wilson? He's getting the number one reps in camp. I don't think so especially early because Kyle Shanahan just loves so much that veteran presence in all position groups. But this is one of those things running back gets injured a lot for the 49ers, sadly. Remember Kyle Shanahan's first game for the 49ers, the starting running back was Alfred Morris and not even Alfred Morris, the ghost of Alfred Morris because everybody got hurt. So it's one of those things that's probably going to play itself out during preseason training camp, all that thing. So you just kind of got to wait and see. Um, it's, it's hard to pick. And say, all right, this guy is it, and this guy isn't right now, because it just seems to always kind of fix itself, um, which is sad, but it's the nature of the beast in the NFL. So most likely he's going to make the 53, but I strongly do not see him getting any carries unless one to two injuries take place. Um, but that doesn't mean he's not impactful. And that's why we have him at number 55 and ahead of a lot of other running backs is because if he's on the team, He's going to get a chance, and we've seen where he gets called up and Shanahan basically says, okay, here's 15-plus carries where he can still produce. I don't think he's the ideal running back for Kyle Shanahan in his offense, but they trust him. He's been around. He's a locker room guy, hell of a man, and entertaining as hell behind the mic. Love this guy, Jeff Wilson. Very easy to root for, and he's going to be playing an impact at some point for the 49ers in 2022, even if – he doesn't make the initial roster. Um, I doubt he would be picked up by somebody else, but it is a possibility. Um, we're going to see number 22 get some carries at some point in this season just because of attrition. With number 54, one of my favorite tight end acquisitions that totally flew under the radar, tight end Tyler Croft, um, which he brings a lot that the 49ers current tight end room doesn't have. Um He's got more experience than all of them. He's taller than all of them. He's bigger than all of them. Um, not near as much production as you know anybody else on the team, but also more injury history than all of them as well. And I think you know he's entering his eighth season in the NFL. And the longer you play, the more injuries there's going to be. But you got to understand, this is a former third round pick in the NFL. The talent level of Tyler Croft compared to people like. Ross Dwelly or Jordan Matthews or Tanner Hudson. The ceiling is far, far higher, but you're getting the extra road mileage. He's 29 years old. And so this is somebody that's a little bit older, more experienced, bigger, faster, stronger, all those things as well that go with it. Um, he's going to be wearing jersey number 47. I like the 40s and the tight end. I think that's a clean look. 6'6", 252. Uh, he a big dude, <laughs> 6'6", 252. He will be the biggest in the room considerably. Now, if you look at the journey that Tyler Croft has taken to get to the NFL, he's a, you know, a Pennsylvania kid, played for Downey East High School, the Fighting Cougars, which is kind of in between Philadelphia and Lancaster. So, like, you know, west of Philadelphia, almost before you get to Amish territory and all the farms and all that kind of stuff. So, smaller school um, Pennsylvania kid and was a three-star recruit coming out of rivals, but he had a pretty interesting college or high school career. 
He was a three-year start, three-year starter for his coach Mike Mata um, at Down Downington East High School. That's hard to say. And he started at tight end as a sophomore. Then they moved him to wide receiver. Um, you know, as a senior and did really, really well. Him and his teammate Taj Alexander both chose to go to the same college, uh, Rutgers and Piscataway, Jersey. Um, and he was also selected to play in the big uh, 33 game, which in the recruiting trail, that's kind of a big deal. Um, it's kind of like their own high school, whatever, big um, recruiting all-star game. So he was an all-southeastern Pennsylvania selection by the Philadelphia Inquirer. Caught 40 passes, 669 yards, eight touchdowns. Um, again, was a three-star recruit, according to Rival, Scout.com, ESPN, and all those things. Was the 21st-rated player coming out of Pennsylvania and the 42nd tight end. Uh, led his high school team to a 9-3 and record, uh, made it to the state quarterfinals. And then whenever he went to Piscataway, the Rutgers, redshirted his first year, 2011. After that, 2012, he basically used on special teams. And then in 2013, that's when he finally got to start. Got 12 games to start at tight end. And his first year starting as tight end leads the entire team in receiving yards. 573, 43 receptions, uh, had four receiving touchdowns, honorable mention. And stop me if you've heard this before. The AAC All-Academic Football Team, which is something that he would do again the following year. Very, very smart. And then he was named to the Big Ten All-Academic Team. Smart, smart, smart. The 49ers have such a premium on intelligence and character unlike any other team in the NFL. Again, we've done – this is number 54, right? So we're almost done 40 of these. Golly, I'd probably be willing to argue 36 out of the 40 profiles we've done on the back end of the roster – all academic something, <laughs> you know, uh, honor rolls and whatever else. So it's something that is very, very important. Um, now, in 2014, had 11 starts. Um, his reception numbers went down a little bit, but um, he earned the Loyal Knights Award at the team banquet, which is presented to a player uh, with the best character and sacrifices team goals or personal goals for the good of the team. Uh, again, he took a smaller role um, receptions-wise to help and block and help the team uh, be successful. Again, Big Ten, um, all-academic team. Uh, now, having said that, Chose to forego his senior year because he got an invite to the combine and declare for the draft. And whenever he did, you know, he went through, ran a four six nine forty, pretty dang good for his size. Seven point one eight three cone, pretty good for that size. Thirty four inch vertical, great for his size. And I was having a really hard time finding an athletic comp for him as a tight end. Martellus Bennett, if you remember him, was probably the closest, but he was actually even more of a match with another player in the NFL, quarterback Justin Herbert, um, had an 88% athletic performance profile match with Justin Herbert. So just to demonstrate how big and athletic Tyler Croft is, just think Justin Herbert. Like, dude's freaking a mountain of a man. He gets drafted in the third round of the 2015 draft by the Cincinnati Bengals, pick number 85. This is a top 100 pick talent, um, and it showed. Now, you look at his career, it didn't go the way you'd want it to. Um, gets drafted by the Bengals in the third round, starts off third on the draft draft uh, depth chart. He was behind Tyler Eifert, you remember him, and CJ Uzama, who's still playing. Um, didn't really get much his rookie year. 10 catches, 92 yards, whatever else. Then in 2017, Tyler Eifert got hurt, which started to happen all the time. 
And Croft took over starting the second year. 42 catches, 400 receiving yards, and seven touchdowns. That's his role in the NFL. He is a receiving red zone target. Seven touchdowns. Pretty damn big deal for a tight end. 2018, this is where the injury started to hurt his career. Suffered a foot injury, uh, missed five games, bounced back and forth, ended up on the uh, uh, injured reserve. That ended his time with um, the Bengals. Then he went to Buffalo, signed a big deal. Three-year, $18 million contract, which was awesome, and broke his foot in OTAs, uh, which required surgery ending that year. 2020. Um, off and on, off and on, did really, really well, landed on COVID a couple times, but really just a backup with the Bills, didn't really do much, 12 catches, 119 yards, three receiving touchdowns, so again, even limited use in the receiving game, you get him in the red zone, watch out, man, he's just too big of a target, too athletic, easy to see. Caught on with the Jets last year, which is very significant in the Croft journey, because that's Robert Sala, right? Um, he, he got to be in a 49ers-type system, and it just didn't really work out for him there either. Got placed on injured reserve after suffering a chest injury in Week 9. Um, brought back and forth, whatever, finished the year with 16 catches, 173 yards, and one touchdown in nine games. Started six games for him. But you can see, that's his journey to this point, okay? Injuries, that's an issue. He's older. Uh, that's an issue. Can he stay healthy? We'll see. You know, he signed in May 23rd this year with the 49ers on a one-year, $1.2 million deal. So you can see where he was getting, you know, 5 to $6 million a year. Now he's down to the $1.2 million range. But despite even a lower contract, he's the second highest paid tight end on the team. And I think that that kind of matters. Goes Kittle by a significant margin. Then Tyler Croft then Charlie Warner, then Roz Dwelly, then Fumagalli and Hudson on the back end, they're tied uh, with kind of a vet minimum. I, I, don't, I don't think that's really going to play the decision and who makes this team and who doesn't at that tight end position because that tight end three spot, we've talked a lot about this offseason. It's going to get a lot of attention in camp because um, there's five guys fighting for that thing. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see who gets it. I know Dwelly's the team favorite, right? Everybody loves him, but my Person, excuse me. My personal opinion, Tyler Croft's going to win that job. I, I just think he's got too much experience and too much of a ceiling compared to Dwelly and the other guys. Now, you look at again his experience. He's played in more games than George Kittle has. George Kittle's played in sixty-seven games. He's played in eighty-one with forty-eight starts. By far the largest tight. He's twenty pounds bigger than Ross Dwelly. That matters, um, especially if you're struggling with offensive line help. With you don't know McGlinchey's coming back, you've got new interior guys. It's just one of those extra things that just gives them a bump. If you see Roz Dwelly and Tyler Croft next to each other, it's pretty easy. The tight end three isn't going to be split out running routes. That's not what they want with that. They want extra help blocking. So my prediction. Croft and Dwelly fight out that tight end three spot, and I think Croft has the upper hand. If he can stay healthy, um, injuries have plagued him through his career, and that's an issue. If he can stay healthy through camp in the preseason, I think it's his job to lose. I really, really do. Now, if he does get beat out by Dwelly or Fumagalli or T Tanner Hudson, I think that's it. Um, I doubt that they would keep Croft on the practice squad. 
My guess is he would just try to wait and go somewhere else when an injury happened. I don't know, but I just don't see that. I, I just really don't see it. Um, so it's 53 or bust for this guy. And I have him 54, 53 people make the roster. I do have him making it, but it's not a lock by any stretch. Um, however, I do think that these are the type of position battles that define the 49ers in 2022. The depth, the fact that you have these, I think I said five earlier, four guys fighting for the tight end three spot. It's a testament to John Lynch and how they built this roster. And I think that's going to pay dividends because even if Kittle gets hurt again, which he's been hurt all the time, um, you know, with the way he plays, I get it and I love it. I don't want Kittle to change that. But the fact that now you have backup options that are top, top, top talent type players, it's third round pick. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Anthony, for producing this show. We're just going to keep counting them down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.